Welcome to episode 10 of the Professional Insights. Uh, I'm Brandon Curry. Trevor Lindy. Josh Bond. Jeff Collins. Uh, thanks for joining. Please remember to subscribe, uh, tweet. Uh, uh, Trevor, how do you do that? iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So thanks very much for uh, following up. We had a bunch of great questions. So um, I think, Josh, you had a question about the new contract for landlords. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Mandatory. Um, Mandatory. Effective, I believe it was uh, end of April, April 30th, 2018. It became mandatory um, for all new tenancy arrangements. So those are tenancy arrangements that started after or even on or after April 30th. Technically, it was as of any lease signed as of April 28th. That was when you had to actually start using it, even though it only came into effect on April 30th. Perfect. Thanks. Um <laughs> So as of that point in time, there's a standard form of residential tenancy agreement that uh, landlords are to provide to their tenants for signing, and it's uh, pretty much standard boilerplate form, um, and now it becomes mandatory. And you can get that anywhere on the internet right now, right? Correct, yeah. yes. I mean, make sure that you're looking at a government of Ontario yeah. website. Yeah. Um, you know, a little, but nobody can trick you or anything like that. This is the one you get. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And it's very, very standard, standard form in terms of exactly uh, duplication across the province. Essentially, is what they want to see for residential tenants. Uh, there is a, a small uh, portion within the lease where um, certain things could be appended to it. Um, so, I guess from a tenant perspective, just have uh, be mindful of that, so that your landlord could attach additional terms. Um, so it, it doesn't apply necessarily to anybody who was an existing tenant prior to whether it be the 28th or Correct. Uh, April 30th date. Uh, it's just for new tenancies after that. So what if they have a month-to-month tenancy going on for, say, four years now? Uh, this wouldn't apply. Wouldn't apply. No. You're but still grandfathered. Could the tenant request that it goes into the new standard lease? No. I do not believe so. Okay. Uh, I believe it's for new tenancy arrangements that occurred on or after that. Okay. Yeah. As per, so I'm a lifetime member with the Landlord Self-Help Center. It is a self-help center strictly for landlords. It is not for tenants. And, you know, they publish a quarterly newsletter that comes out and they actually, um, you know, made this part of their most recent newsletter. And some of the scary stuff that I actually found when it came to this was um, if the landlord doesn't, if it is, if they use an old form after April 28th with their new tenants and the tenant were to request the new form, the government has actually given tenants the power to withhold one month's rent until they actually surrender that form as a punishment correct it has to be done within 21 days uh have to have lapsed since the day the tenant made the demand so i mean even on a month-to-month basis so if you intend on hiring a new tenant after this day um and you want you're planning as a landlord to put them on a (coughs) month-to-month tenancy and the and the tenant demands a standard form lease after 21 days, then they can uh, withhold uh, rent. Do you have some highlights of this uh, new lease, Josh? 
I, I, I do. Stuff that changed or anything like that or no, something we should be cognizant of? No, I, I, I haven't gone into an in-depth analysis of it. It just makes pretty much everything boilerplate so that it's, it just addresses uh, everything in a very standard form, electricity, heat, water, like there's boxes that checked off, yes, this applies, no, 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 air conditioning, guest parking. Pets, so, smoking. Yeah, all these types of things. Normally pets, I don't think you could preclude pets and yeah. the, as long as it's a domestic pet. Uh, and again, I, I, I'm not a landlord, uh, tenant lawyer by any means, but you know this is more to address your um, real estate uh, residential real estate investment. Oh yeah, you know right? what? It's, it's been great for me because since the change, I've had lots of people that said I want to sell now because I no longer want to be a landlord. Yeah. So yeah. I find it interesting. I think it almost made it even more in favor of the tenant. And, and Trevor, I know you're near and dear to this. We just sold one of your tenant yep, properties absolutely. because you didn't like the changes. And I've got another one coming up. I've got one in St. Catharines, another one coming up in Thorold in, in January, and they've just had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Some other, uh, so, so as Trevor had said, it, it is one month's rent uh, is the maximum that the tenant could withhold. Um, and then uh, the, the tenants may not withhold rent payments if or after the landlord has complied with the demand. So the rent would have to be paid. Um, and only if the landlord complies with the tenant's demand for a proposed tenancy agreement no later than 30 days after the date of the first rent payment withheld under this, that subsection. Okay, Trevor, I know you looked into this quite a bit when it first came out. Did you find any highlights for it too? <clears throat> for me, the biggest thing that, uh, uh, that I noted was the fact that they have the ability to withhold rents. Uh, another area too, just you know, again, as uh, um, Josh had put, like the appendix that you can put in uh, into the agreement specifically pertaining to smoking and with the upcoming legislation of legalized marijuana, What's coming Woo-hoo. into effect? Well, no. good, good for some, bad for <laughs> yeah, others. Yeah, yeah. But the reality for, is, for <laughs> yeah. the reality is, if it's if the tenants time. are allowed to actually smoke in the unit, they then have a legal right to smoke dope in the unit as well. There, you cannot differentiate one or the other. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. See, I, that's that's news to me. Um, well, but, I know the Ontario Real Estate Board is trying to fight cannabis growth in the house because apparently there's four plants allowed. I'm not sure. I haven't really yes. looked into it. But the realities of mold production or, or, or created because of this is something that the real estate agents are not happy about. And it's a big disclosure issue right now. Oh, for sure. So we'll see what happens when all this changes. And I know it's, it's gone forward to, for legislation right now, but it's not 100% nope. yet. No, nope, not 100 I mean, um, and there's a... But it's going to change. Like, it, just from the real estate point of view alone, they're going to have to do something about that because... Yeah. It's such a disclosure issue. It's ridiculous. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, mean, I don't know what they're going to do. And you got to think too, from a landlord <clears throat> perspective. You, you know, you've got utilities included in your rent, and then somebody's growing. Yeah. You know, hydro. Uh, yeah, uh, the hydro costs and all that. Correct. And, right. So. My biggest concern is when you sign mortgage papers. Those mortgage papers indicate that no illegal activity will be done or conducted in that home, and prior to July first, growing of dope is an illegal activity. Yeah. You know, the reality of that, the, the institution that has your mortgage doesn't have to renew your mortgage with you. You could be up uh, bleep without yeah. a paddle. No paddle, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, if, if that were to happen. Sailing away. Yeah. Well, and I believe, too, uh, just a couple other tidbits with respect to the, uh, the new regime, new lease regime, a residential, um, is uh, I believe, and I'd have to double check, but that the landlord, if the landlord doesn't produce 
the standard lease uh, within that 30-day period, then the, the tenant wouldn't be required to pay the rent. And uh, if they never get a, a copy of their lease, uh, they could uh, then terminate the tenancy on 60 days' notice. Really? Yeah. So I'd have to double check those uh, just to make uh, make certain. There, in there the, are, there the are syn- some ramifications. I was going to say the synopsis that the landlord self help center sent uh, about that. You are, um, you know, right. You're in the ballpark of, of all the the terms and and the fact that a tenant could walk away from it. So again, just our government further skewing things in favor of. I, I'm yeah. curious too. Did we copy any other provinces with this at all, or is this the first in Canada that's doing a standard lease? I mean, as a lawyer, this came across from a colleague who just happened to get um, something pop in his inbox uh, saying, listen, you want to take a a new course? And this was in March. You know, do you want to take a course to to learn about the the new upcoming things, right? So, I mean, it's not as though these things a lot of times get rolled out nice and smoothly, right? It's like, boom. And I, I, I guarantee that there's some lawyers that have a portion of uh, their practice, you know, even a real estate lawyer, say, for instance, who doesn't deal with residential tenancies all the time, um, real estate lawyers that may not have known that this had came into effect and could have uh, impacts on their practice. Well, not everybody's had enough time to digest it no, no, yet either. You, know? you don't know the yeah. implications of what the change. Yeah. Be well, good to get a property manager in the future here and ask him a bunch of questions as a guest. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd, that'd be yeah. that'd be an yeah, awesome idea. One thing that I'm kind of curious about this, and you know, I don't expect you to know the answer, but sure. obviously, when you're closing a rental property mortgage transaction for a lender, they're requiring an assignment of rent clause put in there. Okay. I almost wonder if that assignment of rent clause will require the new standardized lease agreement to be present. So even if as it's a an condition? old as a condition, yeah, even if it's an old tenancy agreement that's been in place yeah. prior to that date, I I, I can just anticipate envision that. It, yeah. yeah, envision that being eventually know, that might be the case. That well, might be the case, Trev. I mean, old leases are are, are valid. Yep. Right, and they remain recognized. And then, but you know, again, I'm not a landlord uh, tenant lawyer by any stretch of the imagination, but. I believe that at the expiration of a, a one-year term with your your tenant, that you as a landlord don't have much teeth to require your tenant to then subsequently enter into a new lease arrangement. Correct. They d- you do not have to. A to. Month to month. It can uh, unless both parties are willing to agree, agree to that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you can see that the whole transition is shouldn't take that much time. No. No, definitely um, not. So just before I, I, I kind of sign off, uh, yep. you know. This applies to residential tenant properties, but not like care homes, mobile home parks, land lease communities, uh, and most social uh, housing. There might be some exclusions under cooperative housing as well. So, so for sure, subsidized housing and stuff like that. Student houses for sure. So if you're signing a new new agreement, if it's a 10-month agreement, can it apply for that no problem? Technically, that is a standard long-term tenancy agreement that you're doing. So, yeah, absolutely. Because i got tons of clients with student houses, so it's going to be interesting how that changes everything. It's a residential lease, right? Well, you've got 8, 10, and 12-month leases out there all the time, too. So So those types of investors Mm -hmm. are now going to be looking at at this form of lease. From what I understand, it's... It doesn't apply to care homes, mobile parks, land okay. lease communities, and 
and most social uh, housing. So, so yeah. duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. Yeah, all the standard homes, stuff. Single family any homes. any cooperative housing complexes like uh, uh, might be geared, some geared to income. Geared to income are are yeah. supposed they they already have their own stringent requirements. Yep. So as it as I understand from the landlord self help center, so not you know yep. just going based on their words. They are a volunteer organization. Going on what they've said, that's that's the information they presented to me. The, the nice thing about it, I find, though, that you do have one standard lease form now. So if anybody wants any questions, they can look it on the Internet, find out the questions they're not sure of, and everybody's dealing with the same lease. So uh, in that, some regards, it's okay. I, I know, it, once again, it doesn't protect the landlords, and <laughs> people who are landlords don't like it, but, but it does protect the tenants, and there are good tenants out there, too. Sure, and I mean, it's, you know, maybe I don't like necessarily the arm twisting or the, the, the mandating of, of things, yeah. but it's very communist, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it becomes very straightforward. I think for both parties, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it holds everybody to their word and keeps them honest, I suppose. Right. Yep. So absolutely. You can't necessarily be, I think everybody out there would just like a little bit more protection for the landlords if they could get yeah. it, you know, yeah. for people lapsing on rent and, and oh, making they, it 50, 50. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and for me, that was the big stepping away yeah. is until it's 50, 50, that'll be the moment that I'll uh, consider getting back in. But until then, no interest at all. And I don't, yeah, don't know if, I, I don't know we'll if that'll be coming anytime soon. May, maybe well, it, we get lucky could, with the conservative could, party yeah, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. repeal some Actually, of the decisions yeah, no, it, in my mind there's so many people who are selling off the rental properties right now and there's a limited amount of rental properties available to rent that the rents are, are skyrocketing absolutely right it's driving the, the cost up rate is so low you know absolutely so they're going to have to find a way to increase the rental properties and everyone's going to say, well, until you make it a little bit more favorable, we're not going to do anything. So yeah, could be some bad before some good coming. I don't know. Great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. Appreciate that, uh, that input there, Josh, on the, uh, the new residential tenancy agreement that every, every landlord is required to have signed for, uh, for April 30th. Yeah, so saving except those awesome. grandfathered ones. And if you're yep. not sure about it, look it up on the internet. You can find it on a government website. And if you have questions, ask us. We get a lot of questions. Yeah. Maybe we can get our first guest on here and uh, yeah, be a property sure. manager or something. And uh, any landlords that are listening, I cannot stress enough the benefit of the Landlord Self-Help Center. They, do, uh, they will take calls from people, uh, from landlords only, uh, as a kind of uh, an occasional. But if you are finding yourself calling all the time, best bet, get a membership. They do sell um, annual memberships as well as lifetime memberships. I can tell you, buy the lifetime membership. At least when I did, it was it far outweighed you know, paying annually for it. So, And if you're not in tune with that, there are some lawyers out there that practice or have a portion of their practice in this, uh, in the residential tenancies, you know, yeah, reach out sure. to them. For, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. Wrap uh, it up, Trev. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it is what it, we, we don't have our wingman here. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's yeah. Wrap our host. So, uh, you know, uh, so over, where can you, uh, where can you hear this? Jeff? Oh, okay. Well, if we're going to wrap up the, the episode all together, yep. it can be listened on uh, SoundCloud, Google play and iTunes. Keep the questions coming. Thanks, guys. Out. Bye. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, at NBC Sports. 
Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hey, 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 hey. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. 